forget everything that you think you know about comics. Some say the battle of good versus evil is never ending because evil always survives. Some say that there are two types of people in this world, those who drink beer and those who enjoy a good comic. But damn it, we are the bridge. And to that we say cheers. We are your guardians, your watchful protectors from everything mundane. Because in the real world, you either die a hero or you drink long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's a war going on out there. How can you be sure you're on the right side? The ageless debate of what's right and wrong brought to your headphones with the simplest of solutions. With great beer comes great responsibility. And we accept that responsibility. For in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape our sight. We are hop heroes, bringing the relevance of great beer and comic book stories to life. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes Reaction Episode Edition, uh, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan of Anchorage, and um, with me, as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, JR of Auburn. JR, how you living? Thanks, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing swell, man, doing swell. <laughs> and then we got our, our third host, uh, Zachary of Renton. How you living, Zach? Living pretty good, bro. Living pretty good. I uh, technically tell people I'm from Newcastle, but uh, I just do that because Newcastle is bougie and I want people to like me. <laughs> and that sounds way more Witcher, to be honest. Zachariah yeah. of Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, are you like so? Are you like the bard of Newcastle, or? Nah, bro. I'm definitely a Witcher. I uh, have taken the potions and salves to uh, mutate. Most everybody in my uh, group died from those potions and salves, so there were no witnesses. But just trust me. Just, just trust. So everybody died besides you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your so. eyes aren't red or orange, and you've shown no superhuman ability. But just trust. Dude, I have shown superhuman ability, bro. You just haven't you haven't been there to see it, so just trust me. Oh, it's kind of like in, in uh, Mystery Men where Kel can turn invisible when nobody's watching. That's that the kind of power. Yeah. You, well, you know? I mean, think about like all the fights I've won. You know. Um, I'm trying to trying to pinpoint one of them. <laughs> yeah, you weren't there. You weren't there. Then. Just trust me. <laughs> there's, there's nobody else there. No survivors. So there was no survivors. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm calling you Zachariah of Newcastle, regardless, because that's dope. <laughs> um, so another reaction episode. We've been uh, coming out hot and heavy with the reaction episodes, but if Netflix would stop just dropping hot shit, we wouldn't uh, I know. Yeah. be recapping so it's often. Been, it's, it's been a TV season for sure. Well, and then all these new platforms coming out with Apple and Disney, and like we're just going to be reacting. like <laughs> just to always, always reacting. Hey, that's not a bad time. No. It's not a bad time. No, it's a alive. good time. It's a good time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you haven't guessed already, we're talking Witcher. Um, and personally, I was really excited about this one. I never... So Witcher is one of the games that I never played that I've regretted my entire oh. life because it's supposed to be amazing. And it's it's on the list. It's on the docket, but I haven't got around to it yet. Oh, my God. Um, but it's a legendary game. I'm supposed to... Can we level set, though? JR, have you played it? 
Uh, I just need to know what I'm walking into here. You're, you're walking into a minefield because I had never even heard of Witcher until the show oh came out. God. So, oh, my God. Uh, obviously, okay. there was some heavy research. What are we even doing? And I'm really scared about saying a lot of the names. I don't know exactly what is what. between. I just oh know there was a lot God. of nudity in this show, so I was happy about that. Um... So, I was happy about that. <laughs> was there a lot of nudity in the show? Dude, there was nudity. There was, Dude, there was nudity. There was there was all kinds of nudity. Dude, I could hear the Cheetos and Mountain Dew in your voice when you said that. Dude, there yeah. was nudity. Oh fuck. Yeah, I guess there was titties, but I mean, it's just so like everything, especially when it's medieval. You're gonna see some titties. You're you're probably gonna see some some man hang hang loose, and and it's just gonna be a lot of it out there. So it's just like kind of comes with the the territory. I feel like it wasn't as it wasn't as uh, nude nude as uh, Game of Thrones. No, I feel like Game of Thrones was a lot, no chance. A lot more, or like Spartacus, neuter. dude. You ever watch oh, that show? Oh, Spartacus was the worst. There was just big dick swinging everywhere. Yeah, in Spartacus. That was nah. I never watched it, dude. That was the worst. <laughs> but I just want to. So I, I want to level set here. I have played, uh, I have played The Witcher, and I put like more hours into that game than I would even feel comfortable specifying <laughs> in this conversation. But I can tell you it's over 150 easy. Oh, wow. And so um, I have a hill that I'm, I'm going to die on today. Okay. <laughs> well, nobody has to die. You know, you're just going out and saying you're going to die on it, but nobody has to die. Well, maybe maybe just, we're all on the I'm, same I'm hill picking flowers anticip- and berries and shit and just having a good old maybe. time. I, I'm anticipating that not being the case, but I, I've, I'm it's never physically, mentally, and emotionally prepared to die on a hill today. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably a safe bet. We never have a a safe, uh, fun, healthy discussion <laughs> about yeah, something. No. So that's fair. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> although Zach is the Witcher expert, resident expert for this episode, um, Jr., you got something lined up for story time to kind of give us a breakdown of what the Witcher is about? Yeah, we could do um, obviously kind of. You know, it's a great show, but we wanted to kind of, we don't really want to give away too much, but enough to give away the story. So just like a quick synopsis. Um, It's almost like three. So obviously it's a a show on Netflix uh, that dropped, what, uh, December 2019. And it stars the incredible... Henry Cavill Cavill as, you know, Superman, everybody knows who is. I hope I'm saying that right. Is it? Cavill, because he's Cavill. 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 It's like travel, Cavill. I remember him saying that, Cavill. And um, <laughs> he's got this Batman voice going on, though, throughout the whole show. But um, it follows uh, the character Gerot. Geralt. Geralt. Oh, God. Jesus oh, my God. I, I, I knew I was going to say it wrong. I, I'm going to say them all wrong. <laughs> I was trying to say it through the whole show. So say it again. Geralt. 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 Jerry. Uh, of Riv- Rivia, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jerry of Rivia, oh, Seinfeld, <laughs> and um, oh, so this is kind of uh, obviously they they were calling him a mutant. Obviously, he had special powers. You know, he could fight, and it, it follows his stories along. Um, and the the princess, right, of um, the Citron. Cyril- Say it again. C- her name is Siri. Yeah, Siri. her full name is. Cerulea. Cerulea. She's from, from Citra. And uh, Yennefer of Vanderberg. And there's three mm-hmm. storylines consist to, to come to a pinpoint at the end. And it's uh, it consists of eight episodes. And it's set in a mid- medieval fictional kind of time frame, right? Like mm-hmm. another fantasy world. Um, and they're on a continent or they're on a, a landmass called the continent, right? 
mm-hmm. and it follows the the story of of Jerry of Rivia. <laughs> oh my god, oh. Zach's, Zach's gonna die. <laughs> it fucking hurts me so bad. At, I thought you were gonna uh, live, Zach, but you're gonna no, you're gonna you're die gonna on die. the hill, I guess. You are gonna die. <clears throat> and anyways, it, he you know they go through this like stories, and uh, in the beginning it's a little bit confusing for me because I didn't. There was like a back and forth, right, from the present to the future. I got a little lost. Yeah, I got a little lost. And showing kind of where everybody came from and to where everybody's going, you know. So um, other than – it's really A couple things, a couple things. Go ahead. Let me jump in there. Yeah, I feel like you should. So we're forgetting um, a very important character named Jaskier, who is uh, the bard. You would. You would bring up the bard. The show. Also, um, just to quickly explain what a witcher is. So a witcher is a child that essentially either gets sold or um, in some like worst cases stolen or is an orphan or whatever, doesn't really have parents and is kind of taken into this order. And there's various different orders. There's like the order of the wolf, the order of the snake, the order of the hawk, and they all kind of have different um martial practices and beliefs but essentially what what happens is these kids are um given these very toxic um potions and salves and the potions are meant to they they do one of two things they either kill you or if you survive they they turn you into a witcher which means that you have like you're kind of like a superhero in a way you you you're able to use magic but you can't but you're not a sorcerer sorcerers can do shit witchers can't you you're you're like magic light but you are like faster and you're stronger and you can sense things like your senses go up and everything like that and then um most importantly it raises your your um toxicity level in your body so once you're once you go through the trial and you live then you're able to like take potions that normal people would just die. It's just poison to them. But for you, it it isn't poison. It like, and all the potions have different effects and shit. Like, you know, breathe underwater, stronger, faster, whatever, whatever the case may be. And so it's kind of like Bane almost. Like, but imagine like in throughout the show, Geralt's always like drinking some shit, mm-hmm. and that's him just t- taking different potions for different situations, basically. Okay, I was confused about that a little bit. Yeah, he has these little salves that he pops here and there, and and his eyes always get black when he when he takes his potions because it's it's bad for you. Like it it's it'll fuck you up. But when a witcher's, uh, like lost in the sauce basically like had a bunch of potions and salves and stuff then they be, they look more and more like a monster basically gotcha okay and um is that knowledge that you have from the video game or did you like do some research like if you were just to play the game would it kind of explain that entire oh situation yeah, to you? yeah. okay yeah and would you say this show is a pretty good adaptation of the game or is it kind of a completely different story are we go? Are we just gonna jump right into what I think? I think so. Well, not your opinion. I'm just wondering if it's close to the game or not. Well, you you have. I mean, you're. If I answer that question, then we might as well just jump into what I think. All right, we'll save it then. We'll save it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we also should mention too that it actually their their original characters and stories come from a writer, right? Uh, yeah, it's books. Books from both the Polish show writer. and the game are adapted from books. Yeah. Oh, okay. A book series. What were the and books it, called? The Witcher. The Witcher. Oh. Same thing. Yeah, and it's uh, Andreas Sapkowski is the the writer, Polish writer 
of the novels. Ghost Rider. Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I guess, and they're like thick books. They're like huge, thick books, and um, very interested into to actually read the stories. So I'm pretty curious on yeah. how close, because I, I, yeah, there is a difference between like obviously following a, a game and then following the book story. So I mean, I guess we should figure out what the the actual show follows, right? I mean, is it? Yeah, it it follows the books. Okay. It, it it doesn't follow the game at all. Okay. I mean, it, there. If anything, it has like fan service a little bit to to the to the people that play the game, but it's very kind of directly following of of the books. Okay, and it's um, produced by uh, Lauren Schmidt, who is uh, kind of legendary now in her adaptation ability because i mean she didn't necessarily write it but she did write for the west wing uh, which is a historical great written show she now has adapted the uh the witcher and she adapted daredevil to netflix so she's got some 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 chops and she's done a good job so yeah, far i was gonna say some writing chops it sounds like yeah that kind yeah of stuff. so um okay so henry cable's in it or cavill uh lauren schmidt produced we know what the witcher is we have a kind of a, a, an idea of what the storyline is now. Let, let's let's get some some thoughts in there. So basically, The Witcher is yeah, he's a freaking monster slayer, right? He he just goes out and he kills creatures. He's a mutant, um, and from what I got in the beginning is he's not very welcome most places. Like everybody sees a Witcher and like oh people hate yeah, him. What the yeah. fuck is this? And and in in the, in the show, it was hard for me to kind of take that in at first because okay, so he's evil, but he's not. Like, like people make it sound like he's evil. People like talk, tell these folk tales about how they're hideous and everything, but he's really this handsome fucking stacked to himself person or entity that just defeats these creatures. And everywhere he goes, he's just like, people are talking shit about him, but then they realize how endearing he actually is. And he has a soft side to him. And so, well, I also think that they're scared of him. Like, I think that their hatred often just comes out of fear because First of all, he looks, I mean, although it's Henry Cavill and he's like super handsome or whatever, but like technically he looks like a monster. He doesn't look like a human because he has cat eyes. So like, ugh. yes, but other um, contacts. <laughs> yeah. White hair. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's like, you know, the Witcher is could Most Witchers can fuck you up. And that's that's like a you're not the apex predator if a witcher's in a room and that's intimidating and okay. the other thing is that not all witchers are Geralt of Rivia that was my question Geralt is a is very outlier? specific type of witcher and a, and a very first of all let's you know let me step back all witchers are unique not all witchers are the same like they're all people right but there's all the, but there's not that many of them and so witchers kind of have this this um uh, story about them, right? Because, like, you know, they take your money and they don't finish the job or they'll just kill people for money. Like, the, you know, witchers aren't all good. And so, but there's not that many of them. So if you see a witcher and you've heard stories of, like, shitty witchers, then you're going to be like, all right, this dude fucking sucks. Let's kill him or at least run him out of our town or whatever. So, like, they don't have a good rap. Okay. So that that was kind of what I was curious about. Like, are all witchers really just, like, misunderstood or is Geralt the one that just no. has a good side and he's Geralt is Geralt is an outlier in that he gives a shit. One of the one of the things that um is kind of known or common with witchers is that they don't care about people. Like they don't they're they're um 
isolated and aloof. Like all they care about is their money and the job, and that's it. And their that type of stance combined with their power and their ability to like kind of take whatever they want whenever they want based on their, you know, they can just fuck anybody up essentially creates um damaging and dangerous situations throughout the history of the story and that's what's created this like kind of lore of witches being shitty that's why even in the show like multiple times there's people that will talk to Geralt and be like i thought witches couldn't feel anything when they go through the trial like i feel like that line was said like four or five times to Geralt. yeah and and Geralt is the outlier in which he is a witcher but he you know he gives a shit okay and for the most part these are they're kids when they're turned right they're like children yeah, they're kids. And yeah. there's from, they're all kids from what he turn. said. There's only males that are witchers. Yeah, and he was, and it doesn't sound like it was by choice. They're kind of just like, nope, picked, nope, yep. And so, yep. In that his whole background, you kind of you barely get a little glimpse into it here and there. And then there's some more kind of uh, finite visions he has in the finale. But um, he seems to be somebody who was given the, the task of being a witcher, but is not a fit for it. Like emotionally but almost that gives him the strength to be the best witcher at the same time it's kind of at least at least that's kind of what i got is he's he's lasted so long and survived and wins these battles because of his heart more so than his ability he's uh yeah i mean sure but he's also Geralt, like the butcher of blaviken like he i i feel like it would kind of be an oversimplification to make the argument that like he's great because of his giving a shit because like he's also one of the best witchers ever just based on skill okay. like he's also a fucking savage even within the witcher community so um yeah okay i would just i would just look at it from both angles <clears throat> instead of just one to understand him another another thing is um uh just quickly yennefer is a sorceress and sorce- so sorceresses are as they sound essentially they are magic wielders witchers are magic wielders as well but they are they just they, they just use what's called signs to, to cast magic and they're very like you know force push uh sparks in your eyes like not like teleport fucking thunderbolt like it, it's it's two different styles of magic it's almost like a, and... a magus do you know what a magus is Fr- uh no. it's a character class i know it's in pathfinder i think it's in dungeon dragons too but it's basically a, a spell casting swordsman so like they're not great at spell casting but they have magic ability but they're more talented in like yeah. combat that's pretty much exactly what what a witcher is a witcher's so i feel like a, a witcher is a combination of a couple things their speed and strength physical attributes their ability to it's what's called toxicity their ability to like access potions and salves and all kinds of shit to like enhance different areas for different situations and then there are signs and signs are like i said they're they're you know they're sword they're swordsmen but they're just like yeah force push like it's nothing crazy um but whereas sorceresses are fucking crazy like they'll be like all right meteor strike like you're fucking wrecked um so that's another thing siri is neither a witcher nor a sorceress i mean i don't know if you really want me to get one siri is a, a unique a very unique character i'll just leave it at that and siri is the princess that is tied to Geralt through destiny which tends to be kind of a, a common like talked about thing is destiny like everybody's following fulfilling their destiny following their destiny and a lot of times they know what the destiny is um 
because of it seems like the law of surprise, which seems to make its the law of surprise its appearance yep. very often. And speaking of which, Zach, so the law of surprise is basically if if you owe somebody something, they are they'll claim the law of surprise. So something that you don't know that you are in possession of is yeah. The next so the law of surprise is so if if I if I was like all right, Jordan, you owe me something, and I'm going to invoke the law of surprise then what that means is that the next thing that you get is actually mine. But we I don't know what that is, and neither do you. Yeah. And, and so what ha- what happened was the law of surprise was invoked, and then, like, oh, the- it was a child. Like, the next thing they found out was that Siri's mom was pregnant, mm-hmm. which made Siri not her parents's, but actually Geralt's. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's just mine now. And he didn't want it. Yep. He was just like, whatever, the law of surprise. And it seems like both times... Like he thought he was going to get, like, a pencil or something. Yeah. And then he ended up getting a child. It's almost like yeah. a just, like, common, like, uh, just civil, a civil request. It's, like, supposed to be, like, just, like, a respect thing. Like, law of surprise. Whatever you get next, like, it's mine. Um, and, Zach, you came up, you and Alicia came up a couple months ago and stayed at uh, our place up here. And, you know, we had, like, a guest room, like, room and board, didn't charge you anything or anything like that. So... I'm going to invoke the law of surprise. Um, so just uh, just keep that in mind. Next thing you get. God, God damn it. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Um, but no, when I look at the show, I kind of I, – I broke it down into kind of pockets. I had like episodes one through three were kind of like the base setting. Episodes four through seven were kind of like the – shit started happening you're, you're kind of getting an understanding of the backstory and then episode eight it's just like this finale that oh shit went just havoc so first three episodes um initial thoughts what do you guys think was 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 this first three episodes like did they do a good job of kind of creating the the landscape understanding the the houses and the and the people and, and understanding the characters in it jr what do you uh, think i i think for the main characters, yes. Every like I didn't understand where things were going, I guess is what I should say. You know what I mean? Like I understood right away who and what and kind of the good guys and bad guys kind of scenario, but uh like storyline, plot, it was a little bit confusing because I felt like either I was getting lost in the time frame or I was getting lost on on um Kind of, I guess, where he was going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the Witcher compared to later on where you kind of start. And maybe that was on purpose because the last, I would tell you, the last, you know, set of episodes, I was able to, to understand and fly through it, you know, instead of like pause and try and realize what's going on. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I thought about the first. I was a little bit confused in the beginning, honestly. Okay. And I, I I would agree with that. I think that for the most part, the show is like there is an ongoing story. But let me ask: Did you binge this all, or did you kind of break it up and watch it when you could? I I broke it up when I watched it when I could. So the first I started, um, I finished this like almost two weeks ago. But I watched you know like the first two right away. Damn, he does his homework, Jordan. That's crazy. Uh, what are you trying to say, dog. Well, there's I, there's a lot of these. Who cares if I finished uh, this thirty minutes ago? I know. <laughs> I definitely did. Uh, uh, well, for stuff like this, I definitely want to be ahead on because one, I'm, I know I'm going to get all the names wrong, even though I heard it like five million times. And two, there's so there's things about this that's not like comic book stuff where I've read it, you know. Like, if I had read the books, I would be more comfortable about the show and take my time and 
but there was a lot of things I needed to, to research on this, but, um, it was definitely, uh, uh, it's it hard to follow watch. when you, when you pop in and out, it's definitely fun to watch, but I definitely, yeah. like, I, I watch it the same way. I watch a couple episodes, a couple episodes yeah. and then a couple episodes and I'd watch it at the gym every once in a while. Cause I like, I work out a lot and stuff. And I <laughs> found myself, <laughs> I found myself, don't laugh too hard. I found myself kind of like. A little, little confused on the, the timeline. Didn't know like, like because like the first episode has shit that happens, and then when Geralt comes in, it's actually way before, like prior, and yeah, it doesn't really explain that thoroughly. You kind of have to like realize it as you're you. You just have to figure that out on your own. The, it yeah. jumps around on, on timeline, and the way that it navigates that is uh, often through like one-off lines. Like Jaskier will be like, "Oh, Geralt, I haven't seen you in a year," and then like. Boom, more dialogue, scene changes. And if you don't catch that, like if you don't catch those, if you're like texting or something or on Twitter or something, then you, you could very easily look up and be like, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. And that the show just kind of, and I don't hate that actually, but I think that it you should be aware of that as a viewer because I feel like um, it really puts the onus on the viewer. Like, listen, you got to... Pay you got to be yeah. engaged yeah. because yeah. if you're not engaged, you're going to miss it. That definitely mm -hmm. happened to me. And the other thing that kind of showed me that it was bouncing around was the way that uh, the Witcher looked. You know what I mean? Because there were scenes where he was like nasty and dirty for the most part. And then there are scenes where he's like clean and new clothes and his attitude's different. And that was the other mm -hmm. way that probably around episode four, episode five, where you kind of start seeing, okay, wait, now I'm seeing the back and, you know, the time frames change here because of the way he looks. Yeah. Because I was mm -hmm. totally confused about the battle and the princess and the queen and the granddaughter. They're in battle. Then they go back to, you know, where she's talking to her granddaughter. And then, then she's back to the scene where her daughter is getting, you know, engaged to the mole person. and Or the, what is she called? The hedgehog. and <laughs> Yeah, um, the hedgehog knight or whatever. Yeah. So there was that mixture, and it wasn't – in the beginning, it wasn't that clear for sure. Like, he was dirty all the time. So I figured that was the present. You know what I mean? And yeah. So his hygiene was your pinpoint of where we're Absolutely. at in the timeline. <laughs> and then, then you stuck in Yennefer's, and Yennefer's was even worse for me to fi figure out when – you know, until she got her, you know, surgery or whatever that she had. So there, there are some hints. You're right. There's hints that you can't like normally. You watch a movie and they tell you like present, pa like you know what I mean with dates and you yeah. know uh, thirty years. Like prior. they'll sometimes they'll be like literal text on the yeah. frame, and like, that's not... three years later. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There was like none of that. Not not at all. No. Yeah. You're on your own, and, and that's why. Like I don't know if Netflix is expecting like people just to binge nowadays because like if you binge this, it's probably much easier to probably. stay and and follow. But like eight hours of binging i mean unless it's stranger things that's a lot to dedicate yourself to and yeah. i just i i don't know I, I i found myself caught in the weeds i i was really like i thought there was two queens and they just looked very similar and they're both badasses and then, oh, then i realized the lioness was actually there i mean i got it eventually but i was like god damn there's very similar looking people and then like the the, the white-haired girls are everywhere like there's two of them i thought there was like the twins from the matrix there's a reloaded. lot of twins in this show. yeah like what the, <laughs> what the hell and i was actually honestly I was, I was relieved because i was i was mad when the king got killed like they were like she's one of my favorite characters in the beginning and then she got murked and then she came back okay cool so she's still here and she's still a badass 
Um, but yeah, so I guess my question is pretty much answered by JR. I think that they did a good job. I think that the characters were pretty likable and the environment was really cool. Um, and there's just a little bit of confusion in the timeline. And then we go into like the, it kind of sets up who Geralt is, sets up who Yennefer is. Um, and Yennefer has the biggest kind of, I would say transformation, obviously throughout the series or the, uh, the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but she starts off as this, like this, just hunchback, hunchback got like a crooked jaw and she's like this, basically the help for this house, like a, a, she lived and slept in like the pig pens and like just was treated like garbage. And she was taken in by this, uh, Tassier, I think her name was something like that. The, uh, the sorceress that kind of led the, the brotherhood trainings or I can't remember. Um, but she like was taken in with her and then kind of just cause she was realized that she had these powers. Um, and then the whole, I think that was mostly episode two where the whole, the brotherhood and like the, the, the maids training and, and all that. And that was just so freaking cool. I think their take on magic and spell casting and the, the necessity for sacrifice in order to create, like when they were holding the, mm-hmm. like she wasn't holding anything and she created it and her hands like shriveled up that one girl, like you need sacrifice or you need. Uh, like it has to be a balance and so they would hold a flower and the flower would die then they'd create something out of it like I don't know just like full metal alchemist bro yeah dude seriously and I just I equivalent exchange I yeah. love that I think that's so smart and, and and they had to catch lightning in a bottle literally and that was also a metaphor about their power and how to u- like how to wield it and utilize it and especially for Yennefer who's got so much built up anger because of how she was kind of how, how she was raised in her life that she has all this power as well, and and they're supposed the, to suppress that emotion, right? That otherwise it becomes it does suck you up if you don't suppress the emotion. Yeah, I mean, right? that, there's a lot of so the brotherhood and Zach can jump in and correct me, whatever. But from what I've seen, the brotherhood was all about like the right way to be a mage. Like you, you discover, you enhance, and you, um, kind of not contain, but you wield it in a way where it's helpful and beneficial and then you're kind of assigned to like a house or a castle to be there like on their court or on their at their table to be like their representative yeah. mage or something yeah so yeah essentially um mages are often uh in a in a quite a similar fashion built but similarly to how witches are built except that um sometimes like wealthy families will send their daughters to be mages just because like Oh, it's a great honor if if you become a mage. But like, there's a lot of um, I would call them parallels or metaphors through um, the mages kind of uh, uh, system and arc that kind of parallel um, almost like a a women's boarding school. Like you have to, you might have power, but you have to suppress it, and you have to go to this school and learn how to how to be proper and then you have to get beautiful. And then once you get all those things, then you get to serve a King and like be like, and that's the greatest honor for you is to like be this King's servant basically and serve in the, in a castle. And so, yeah, I just feel like that's essentially, you know, without getting like political or anything like that's, that is the arc of, of a good mage. A good mage is powerful, but not too powerful is does sacrifices, whatever they need to sacrifice to be beautiful and um gets a job in a castle serving a king and but it's not just females right there are male mages like it's it's uh no so there's not male mages there's source so there's sorceresses and magisters and sorceresses are exactly what i just 
outline. Mm-hmm. And magisters are like a whole different thing. Magisters are, you know, they 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 can be independent. They can do what they want, or they can work in the brotherhood as like leaders of the brotherhood, assigning people to different uh, places. They can serve a castle, or they can't. But a, a, a sorceress not assigned to a king is um, viewed as like dangerous. And should be like eliminated, basically. Wow! So the, even even that in the magical world, the patriarchy, the male female dynamic is still <laughs> very much. Well, and that's and that's and that's by design. Yeah, you know what I mean. So mouse sack. Like, they're they're making a they're making a statement. Yeah. So so oh no so mouse sack is he he's a he's a magister he's not a mage. Yeah, he's a magister. Okay, but he seemed very similar. He was he so he chose to serve the queen. He wasn't yeah assigned. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I didn't pick. Yeah, I missed that big time. <laughs> I didn't know that the so the male ma- magisters have a choice and the female mages are just assigned. That's it's just like like a princess in court, I guess. They're assigned their husband or their spouse by the the higher order. Interesting. Okay, so anyways, her story was really great. I thought that that was really cool. How she discovered like her abilities, her powers, overcame her anger. She met home dude with the beautiful ass eyes, and they kind of fell in love. You know the. Um, I don't remember where he was from, but he ended up being like a, he's like a geologist or an archaeologist or something. And, uh, yeah, some fuck boy. Yeah. I don't know. He was, he was really, I don't know. I, I felt, I got the feels during that cause they, they had some, some connection. He saw her for who she was, even when she was ugly. And then she has this huge transformative surgery to get beautiful and you have to sacrifice the ability to reproduce to do it. And then she comes she, this banging ass sorceress, but she dips on homeboy and goes to like pursue the ultimate power. And it's like, because that's what she always wanted. I know. Like, I Yen- just... Yennefer of Vingeborg is um, such a complex... So, I-, I think that Yennefer is easily the highlight of this series. And her origin story is the highlight. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's particularly interesting because she... she she it's it's tor- she's tortured and abused and goes through all of these things. And in that moment, while she's going through all these things, she's so convinced... That she has nothing and that she needs this beauty and power to be happy or to find herself or to, you know, that's what she needs in order to be okay. And once she gets it, she gets that beauty and power and she realizes that she was probably the most okay when she was not beautiful and powerful, but just actually loved for who she was in that cave by Fuckboy Supreme. Mm-hmm. So, I, I and I think that that is a weight that she bears even now in the sense that she's beautiful and powerful now, but she knows that like, she's still tortured. Like she's still conflicted and she's still miserable in a lot of ways, but she got what she needed to, you know? And so she's a, um, she's kind of a tragic, a tragic hero. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I would agree. I think she is the highlight. She's the most interesting character by a long shot, I would argue to say they they found a way to make The Witcher uninteresting, which is for me a, a feat because <laughs> he's such a cool yeah. character and he was just I he like whenever he's on screen like the cool part was the monster he was fighting or the battle he was a part of, but other than that, I was really disinterested personally. Well, I think they I think I first of all I agree with you, but I also think that they kind of. Um, they kind of have their hands full because they Geralt is really like um, a kind of brooding like like there's a reason why Henry Cavill chose 
to have that voice for this character. That's what he sounds like in the game. I mean, like, that's, like, literally his character. He's just like, mm, fuck. Like, that's, like, <laughs> that's him. And, and so fuck. it's really hard. It's, it's hard as a as an actor to and, and writers to say, all right, like, this guy is going to be, like, this brooding, tough, badass type of guy. But then also, you know, we want the audience to, like, find so much out about him and walk away with all these, like, nuances and and ideas about who he is through his own vulnerability like that. Those are those are juxtapositions. And so what I think they did and and I and I again, I agree with you that like he came off not as interesting as other characters, but they really kind of set this entire season up as like a, a session zero. Because honestly, the real story doesn't even ha- start. Like, it just began in the very last episode of the season. Like, all of this just felt like, all right, we're, we're just going to, like, lay down a foundation. This is going to be a baseline. This is Yennefer. This is Geralt. This is Siri. You know, this is fucking the Bard, whatever. And then, you know, they do some shit, and then, oh, shit, what's that thing uh, in the sky? Weird. All right, wait till next season. Like, that thing in the sky is that actual story. And so... I think that they chose to keep Geralt brooding and, and mysterious to to try to have more impactful moments with him later. And 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 I agree with you. I think that his his character is difficult to portray in an interesting way. And I think that that's why it was so smart to have really three main characters all at once. And especially one of them was so as complex as Yennefer. Like, was Yennefer in the video game at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's – she's. I mean, she's the most polarizing character by far. And I guess Henry Cavill kind of is a great casting because Superman's so fucking bland and so, so is The Witcher <laughs> that it just works. Um, I guess not everybody can be brooding and interesting like, like Ryan Gosling can um, in uh, Blade Runner Drive, you know, really anything he wants to do. But some, some characters can't pull it off. <laughs> um, and unfortunately <laughs> – Superman doesn't. Get I don't know. I, I I think that Henry Cavill did a decent job as Gerald. I'm not super. Uh, when I heard, when I found out about the casting, I was like, oh god, what the fuck. But I um I didn't hate it. I actually I I, you know, you, even even you, Jordan, you, you you found out that Gerald seems to give a shit. Yeah. And I think that that's something. But and I think that I I don't love every second of of his Gerald. Like I feel like most people do, or at least the reviews that I've seen. But um. I th- like I said, I think that I'm. I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I think that if they keep him mysterious and then and then let you learn about him in impactful moments later on in the story, then maybe that moment will have just a little bit more impact because you had to wait just a little bit longer. And so um, that's what I'm hoping for. This sounds very familiar, kind of like something we just talked about a couple weeks ago on The Mandalorian. With the protagonists, like, just it give is. it till season two, I, man. I, just just trust me. It's going to get better. You're going to get yeah. more interested I, in them. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it, it, actually, I just had an image of, of uh, the Mandalorian's helmet. It, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just an optimist these days. I don't know. Getting soft on us, bro. No, I think that uh, he didn't do a bad job at all. I just I just don't think the, char- the character's hard to portray. The one thing that I was kind of annoyed by was just his over- interest in other people like i get that you care but like he was so willing to go out of his way to do whatever it took to save the bard and like he was just like the bard was cool and funny but also annoyed him and didn't give him really much benefit maybe he saved him a couple times with some minor conversations he had with people but i just feel like he was so like concerned about other people like it it made me not believe believe it as much that he's i I think 
I think that Geralt low-key likes the fact that he's famous. And that's why he's so interested in the Bard. Oh, so the Bard's fame that he created with his songs and tales. Yeah, the Bard is constantly like writing down Geralt's story and singing songs of his heroics and doing that. Like The Bard is essentially Geralt's like hype man slash Bilbo Baggins, like writing the book. And I think that Geralt likes that. Like Geralt wants to be known, be bigger than, than what he is. Like, I think he's, I think he's vain. I think it's vanity. I like that take actually. I didn't think about that, but if, if he, if that is the case, he doesn't show it very much, but I, I would like to believe that cause that makes me more, more open to him as a character. Like that's a side that I wasn't expecting. Um, <clears throat> I guess going into episodes four through seven, it's really just, so you like, there's a, a relationship that builds between Yennefer and Geralt. Um, they kind of, I don't know. There's a, a whole gin involved with wishes and Yennefer tries to obtain ultimate power and Geralt wants to save her because he doesn't think that she can handle it. So he wishes that she would yeah, survive she, it. She wants to become, she's sterile at, because of her procedure. So she wanted to be, this is what her goal is to have a, a offspring, right? A, like a Yeah. Child. She wants the choice. So when yeah. so she is trying to summon the gin. And which, which, by the way, the fucking Geralt was going to catch it and the bard fucked it up. That really pissed me off. Oh, man, it's so annoying. It's like Chris Pratt and fucking Endgame. But the uh, <laughs> she she wants to capture the djinn and, and she thinks that she can obtain its power. She can make herself um, not, what's it, potent? I don't even know what the freaking word is. Uh, but she wants to be able to reproduce. And, 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 and then, like, when he goes, what do you want? Like, Geralt's yelling at her while she's, like, summoning the sing and... He goes, what do you want? And she goes, everything. Like she wants to be beautiful, powerful, and be able to. She basically wants to. She wants to have everything. So she just wants. She just wants to be to be um, like complete. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to be full and not not like sexually, but like she is missing something. And she's like, imagine like she's just taking swings in the dark, trying to find the object in the room that she knows is out there somewhere, but she can't. Her hands keep coming up with air but the thing is is that you know she thinks she finds something in like her power but then like oh wait no that's actually not that's nothing and her beauty oh wait no that's that's nothing and then she's like okay well what can it be oh well i had to give up my my uh, ability to have re- to reproduce so maybe it's that so she's just trying to she's just trying to fill herself with something yeah and i and i guarantee you there's a lot of pride in that because there was like like the the mat, the magister, whoever did this, the procedure to make her um, beautiful, but also um, not be able to reproduce. Um, she, he, she feels like he's like I, you. You won't be able to like reverse this, and she, I feel like she thinks that she could because she's so powerful. And this is her trying to basically prove that as well. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the relationship between her and Geralt. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I don't it like. It was very the, fast. It was very. Yeah, fast. it was quick. Uh, he tried to do the right thing and she didn't like it because she felt like he was help, like she couldn't help her. Like she couldn't do it herself and he intruded. But she also, one thing that was interesting is he wished that she would be saved or she wished it. he whispers his wish. So you can't really hear it, but it's the last wish. And he wishes that she'd be okay when she's like summoning this gin and then the gin leaves and she survives and they fall in love kind of. But she thinks that he wished that they would fall like they would be together. And so she thinks that her feelings towards him are magic. 
and not actual how she feels, which is... And we don't really know if that's the case or not. Right, and I think that's really cool because one of the lines that really sticks out to me that she says, and it's said a couple times, especially the last episode, is it's magic, it's not real. And I feel like that has so much to do with Yennefer and everything that she's been pursuing and everything that she almost is. Like, she, she wants this power, she wants this beauty, but everything that she actually wants is what she had when she was real, when it was real, like Zach was saying. And now, mm-hmm. now all this stuff that she's created or whatever, it's all just, it's magic. It's bullshit. Um, yeah. So she's like chasing, she's like chasing, she's chasing uh, ghosts. Yeah. Trying to, trying to find something. And she doesn't, and she doesn't even know what she's looking for. Yeah. She's saying Darnold out there. <clears throat> what's, uh, what's interesting too about that is that, um, Witchers are also sterile, so um, just something to note that what she's what she doesn't have, Geralt also doesn't have, and that's probably something that they could relate. Not a lot of people could relate to that. Geralt doesn't think he has until he finds out that the law of surprise has actually delivered him a daughter, almost. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with with his stare his. A wiener. <laughs> you, you're like, what's <laughs> reproduction? I gave up. I gave up. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, in my opinion, one, episodes one through three were interesting and had enough to to bring me in, even though it was kind of confusing. Four through seven, I felt like it really dragged at points. Like the whole the whole episode with the hedgehog night, like that scene was so long. Uh, and I feel like it was, I guess it was necessary for the plot. Like it was what Pavetta was the queen. I think her name that was like in love with him and the queen's daughter and she dies. That's where, they, that's where they mix in with the, the king, right? Of Tamil where it's obviously fell in love with his sister. And then the daughter was cursed by that during that whole time though, is when I thought that was pretty cool though. Him fighting. Those are, those are serious parents. That's why it matters. Gotcha. No, I get why it matters. I just feel like it dragged on, especially when like they're like she's floating with him up in the sky or in the fucking center of the um, the courtroom area or whatever, and like there's that tornado spinning around. I'm like they're up there for like a minute and a half, <laughs> and everybody's just like staring at him in awe. It's like <laughs> I don't know. It just took so long. I guess I'm just impatient, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of I was it was difficult for me to stay engaged from the, for this kind of pocket because there wasn't a whole lot of action. There's a whole lot of like drama and Yennefer finding out she loves Geralt or doesn't Geralt discovering that he loves her and has feelings, but doesn't and wants to get her back. And then in the whole, like the whole series storyline, I mean, honestly, it was probably my least interesting part. is just her running away and trying to find Geralt. Um, <laughs> well, but... unknowingly, right. Cause that she didn't know exactly. Well, she knew that. Yeah, she went before her. She her just mom, has a name. Died. Yeah, okay. That's all she really has is a name. Does she know that he's a witcher? No, no. She doesn't know anything about him. She just knows is some dude named Geralt who she needs to find. Yeah. Okay. Which they they were pushing, piecing that together more and more towards the end, like not at the beginning at all. That's where I was confused half the time, right? Is because they didn't put that together, not in the third half. So I was like. What the fuck is she? Like I didn't understand. So I I could see that part coming into play, which is a big deal with the court, you know, and the queen having an issue and killing the the hedgehog dude and finding out that promise and all that stuff. Then from there on, I I started to get more and more of why things are going the way they're going. Instead yeah. of, but it took that took a while to get there. 
<laughs> yeah, it did. It did for sure. Um, but then we find ourselves at the finale, and honestly, I mean, we're, what we have, we've seen some epic, epic medieval style battle scenes. We've seen Helm's Deep and Lord of the Rings. Uh, we've seen, I mean, several different episodes in Game of Thrones. Um, there's just there's so many kind of already big name battles out there but this one i really felt like was so different and so fucking interesting to me with the sorcerers and the sorceresses and the battles and the way they use their magic in Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. this final stand that i was blown away i thought that the fucking the final battle was amazing and such a good ending it's almost like the opposite of game of thrones like game of thrones was so interesting based off of the buildup and the whole like show and it wasn't like the flash like the dragons were cool but really it wasn't the monsters or the white walkers it was the people and the drama that was so mm-hmm. interesting that kept everybody engaged and the backstabbing and everything and then the finale which is a big fucking shit stain let down yeah and this like the drama aspect of it was my least favorite part the coolest part was the creatures and like the the characters and the magic and everything but then the finale was just like the exclamation point like i thought that they just did such a good job with that last battle um and the styles of magic from the worms coming out of the ground to infect the freaking people and take yeah. over their bodies to like the girl bringing the spores out of the forest to like poison the air like the the rocks they cursed and threw in the sky and like shot them with arrows and exploded and like fireworks. Like, I don't know. It was, or like the portal to shoot the arrows into the portal and it came out the other side and hit. That was nuts. Like, yeah. The way they utilize magic or the, I keep going, but like the, the, the mages disintegrating themselves into fireballs and then putting them into a catapult and shooting it. And like they're like giving up their entire body to like just be an explosion to take <laughs> out like a fucking castle side. Like, She's like, do oh, I have man. to? Do I have yeah. to do this? <laughs> well, that's one of the things. Like, the Brotherhood wouldn't allow fire magic because of what it, the sacrifice you have to yeah. give to to wield it. And, like, they're like, fuck that. The, was it the Nilfgaard? Is that the Nilfgaard the house? Yep. So, so that's one thing, though. Uh, first off, is there anything you guys want to talk about about the finale that really, like, the battle that no, I enjoyed you guys' it. fancy? Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you on, on all that. I... I, I I'm wondering if we should go around and say, like, what did you think about the entire thing? Or if you want to, like, go into, like, Nilfgaard deeper. Well, let me just... have, like, a full, like, what did you think take. Yeah, yeah. And we'll... Yeah, we're not there yet. I I just have a question about Nilfgaard, and then we'll we'll open up the floor for that. So there there were, like, a a shit house, right? Like, I know Yennefer was originally assigned to go there, but it was, like, she felt like she'd be slumming it. And so she didn't want to go there. No. No, no, no. Not at all. Nilfgaard okay. is um, a very, very powerful um, empire. Like, it's called the Nilfgaardian Empire. And they are um, very, like, I don't want to say religious, because that doesn't... They're not religious, but they're very conservative. Like, you got to look a certain way. You got to dress a certain way in Nilfgaard. You got to say that this... Thing. you gotta like curtsy three times if you see the emperor like it's very um mm. like conservative nitpicky kind of thing and um they have a very like estranged relationship with magic and magic users um and it's it's not always positive like they they've done like some gnarly shit like just like massacre sorceresses just because they're sorceresses like salem witch hunt type shit um mm. so yeah. So that's yeah. why yeah, they're not want to go there because of the Yeah. And but the Fringilla is there wouldn't the she, if she would have went there, she probably yeah. wouldn't have been treated well. Yeah. 
but Fringilla goes there instead, and it Which seems like the, em- em- yeah. embraces it, right? Like she's like, "This is what I've been yeah, looking she's, for." She's into it. Yeah, she's into it. But it, she, but she's also doing a lot of fucked up shit, like yeah. like having those mages fucking melt themselves down into fireballs and shit. Like she's Fringilla is she likes it, but she's I don't know. It's she's it's fucked up. Yeah, it, it's not it's not. A good place to be. I almost felt like yeah. she was like it was like a, a a revenge kind of thing for her too. Like Jennifer came in and gonna take her spot or something, and like like changed her, like how she was because she was Frangilla seemed more when she was training was more like softer and naive about things, and now she's like this hard ass woman who who doesn't see magic the same way as Jennifer. She sees magic more as you know you know like as a a weapon instead of like uh, to make you. I guess better is right. Yeah. I get right. Jennifer feels like it could mm-hmm. make her stronger, make her Frangilla uses it more like a weapon and, and like a hammer, you know, she's like, I'm going to fucking, yeah. I'm going to hit you with well, this. Yeah. And I, and I also think too, that Frangilla uses it. However, Nilfgaard needs her to use it. Correct. Like that's like important. Like Frangilla doesn't have really like her own, like her own opinions don't matter really anymore. Now that she's in Nilfgaard, she's just she's, she's like brainwashed, right? Like almost. Uh, yeah, you could say you could call it brainwashed, but I I think it's, um. More like squeezed, like she has to do this, or else she's gonna get. She doesn't have a choice. Gotcha. She doesn't have a choice. Okay. okay. And she, but she also embraces it too. So I think it's, it's complex. Yeah, that's that's honestly my biggest. Like, I, I figure out the timeline and everything. I, I got there <laughs> and uh, figure out the storyline, the people. I just I didn't really understand the Nilfgaard. Like, that was one thing that I didn't feel like. Maybe I missed it, or it just wasn't touched on enough. But like them just like being the ultimate evil force that's been taking out all these like cities and and taking over the continent. Like, I didn't un- fully understand why or or how they became this power and and what they're mission was but imagine Nilfgaard as like um alexander's the great like alexandria just expanding because that's what that's what's essentially happening it's not it's not necessarily that they're evil it's more just that they're really powerful and they're expanding and Sintra and all these other kind of kingdoms are just in their way like they're just conquering they're conquerors they're just trying to fucking conquer shit and that's why in the beginning the the lioness uh the queen of Centro was like nilfgaard's been trying to attack us for centuries but blah 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 like they're never gonna do it like it wasn't a surprise to them that nilfgaard was like trying to take Centra, um because that's what nilfgaard does but it just so happened that this time they were successful in doing so okay okay well that, that answers my question and that that gives me a more well um more well-rounded understanding of the entire plot of season one. Um, this week we don't have a beneath the ink, but uh, Captain Coldhard Zachariah of Newcastle has claimed he has some sizzling hot takes about the Witcher. So here's your platform, Z. What do you got for us, man? So I think that um, I've I've watched this through, um, and uh, I've watched it twice actually through. And I um, have been like really looking into um, like a lot of people's opinions, like reviews, other other uh, uh, content creators, what they think. And I feel like I have a really unpopular opinion here. 
and the opinion I have is that I was super fucking disappointed in the show. Like, I, I just feel like they didn't... So I think that it's a combination of a couple things. First, I think that um, based on the success of the franchise, the, the kind of expectations were really high. Um, I don't think that this show was bad, but I think that it did not meet those expectations. I think that uh, Yennefer was the highlight in the show. I think that Geralt, Henry Cavill's Geralt was just pretty bland. Um, and I think that Siri just didn't even matter at all. Like every time it went to a Siri scene, I felt like I felt like it was just a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was just like why? Like every time it went to Siri running away from something or being in some forest or whatever the fuck, I felt like all right. Well, the party is with Geralt and Yennefer. Like why am I? I want to hang out with the party. I want to be where the cool kids are, not where this garbage. Like I don't care. And I think that that's just because I they never really gave me a reason to give a shit about Siri. Like, she just seemed random to me, and it, everything that happened to her and everything she did seemed inconsequential. Um, and the other thing is that I am a obviously a huge fan of the game. I've spent so many hours playing that game. And I am fucking furious, dude, about one thing and one thing only. Brace yourselves. Triss Marigold. Triss Marigold. Do you guys know who that is in the show? Triss, mm. the girl that um, had like the built that wall out of sticks to stay like kind of protect yes. the gate at the end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So in the game, uh, Geralt is Geralt is like a ladies' man. Like that's like kind of part of his his whole. That's thing. what I thought so was like, so funny because like they're like witches are mutants and gross and like he's banging out all these chicks in the whole show. Yeah, yeah. Geralt, Geralt, Geralt cleans up, but in the game, um, you're locked into this love triangle with Yennefer and Triss, and you have to essentially choose who you love, and if you try to choose them both, then you end up with nobody. Well. Gentlemen, I was a very vulnerable person while I was playing this game, and I fell in love with the video game character, and I fell in love with Triss. And Triss, Triss is, first of all, she looks completely different. Like, they did not even try to get that character right in the, in the uh, show. I'm looking her Second up Second right of now. all, Triss is, like, a huge character, like, just as big as Yennefer, if not bigger, in the game uh-huh. and the show basically was just like all right here's what we're gonna do we're gonna pick unifer and then fuck tris and we're just gonna make her a side character and we're gonna make her look completely different like we don't even care like tris isn't gonna be part of this and as a as a fucking tris lover and representative i'm furious i am furious and i and i'm not the only one there's got to be people out there in the world who have also chosen tris who must be feeling this same pain so they make Yennefer badass as shit, and they make Triss trash, and I just can't stand it. <laughs> just can't stand it. Okay. Um, well, how about you just cap that off with your craft or trash rating, Zach? Where, where are you fucking putting? trash, dude? <laughs> oh, wow. oh yeah. What's your number, dog? Uh. I mean, they, they make Yennefer pretty cool, but it, I'm jaded, bro. Like, even when I'm watching cool-ass Yennefer scenes, I'm like, wow, where's Triss? 
Like, can Triss get an origin story or not? Oh, we're just not going to do that? All right, word. Nah, bro. So, um, I don't know. It, I, I, I'm going to be fair, and I'm going to give it a 4.5. Wow. Okay. Uh, JR, craft your trash. Ooh. Um, I'm going to give it a, a craft. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was interesting i'm not used to I, I can't remember last time i watched some kind of fantasy type of show you know medieval type of stuff i think maybe spartacus was maybe the closest thing but um i did enjoy uh the like i did enjoy the forum of it like the the type of show it was so and i didn't think i don't know anything the way that Zach knows stuff, so I mean everything was new and like sounds like that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, which just seems like there's a lot to this thing. It seems like there's a lot of story and um... also Siri's the most important character in the show, and like nobody gives a shit about her. Yeah, the this not a yeah. And see, I I had no clue. No. I had no clue who was the main other than obviously uh, Superman. I had no idea who was what or what was important, you know, obviously. Because they forced you to care about Yennefer, who should not even be the main character in this story. Yeah, and I didn't know that because I thought Yennefer was a, a main character in the story. And, uh, I mean, she is now, bro, because they yeah. fucking rammed it down your throat. So, and Trish, I, I think she only popped up a couple times. So, I, I mean, until yeah. Zach's rant, I had no clue about anything. I'm looking her up now, you know. Um, and seeing that how a lot of gamers don't like it, uh, that comparison who played this game. So I'm going to give it a, uh, like a 6.5. Trish was so cute, bro. She had red hair, freckles. (laughs) Jennifer was like cold and like calculating, but Trish was like just good and warm, you know, just wanted nothing good for the, uh, everything good for the world. And she was just as powerful as Jennifer. But nobody's ever gonna know that because we're forced. <laughs> we're forced the Jennifer down our throat. The world will know, Zach. They'll know because of you and your gospel that you're preaching. Yeah, we'll, we'll post some stuff. Um, well, I gave it a craft. Uh, I gave it a seven, and um, the reason I did was because I thought that the the magic was really cool. The, the take on spellcasting I really enjoyed in this. Um, I love the sacrifice that. That it comes with it makes it much less appealing and more like just dark and gritty kind of um i thought that the monsters were really cool and you get that from the opening scene really with that giant freaking spider thing he fights in that little pond like every every monster he fights is just really cool and that's that's something that i really enjoy like at, at the very least i was entertained every time i watch the show yeah. um I do think that the story kind of jumps around a little bit. There's there's little limited backstory on like the houses and like the families and the people besides um, Citra, and I did get lost a little bit there. Uh, as long as the the timelines, I mean, with when different eras and different times, it, it's hard to keep up sometimes. Um, so I got a little jumbled there, and honestly, I thought it dragged. I I really I liked Jennifer, and then I didn't like Jennifer very much, and then she closed it out cool. So that was that was interesting. But I, I agree. I think that she was a little bit too much at times, and there was a lot of a lot of Jennifer, and and I didn't know anything about Siri, and honestly, still don't really. And I agree. Her 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 storyline was bland and kind of boring. Like she went to the children of the forest or whatever, and that really didn't have anything to do with anything. And then she left, and I don't know. It was okay with her, but I think that uh, the Jennifer storyline was really cool, and I think that we did for the most of this episode talk about what the characters were struggling with 
and what what their decisions they had to make and 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 how they were kind of transcribed and i think that's something that like for instance we didn't do at all in the mandalorian because that just wasn't there <laughs> and it was present here and Bro, i think that that is it says something so it's interesting <laughs> to me uh zach because i gave a 4.5 for mandalorian and zach did not like that but i i don't i don't uh strongly disagree with your opinion here, Sax, especially since you know so much more about the source material. Um, obviously a little biased, but I, I, I have been there and I, I respect that. So, um, so yeah, yeah I'm, bi- I, I'm biased. I, I'm not even going to like pretend that I'm not, I'm super biased. <laughs> I'm, I'm my 4.5 is coming like through a rage. Like I'm raging <laughs> giving it a 4.5. Uh, so that that all uh, encompasses a six. So a craft score, but just just barely makes the just cut. Just barely. Yeah, and honestly, I'm a little surprised. I thought that uh, Z would be a little more into it, but now that I know that his his boo thing was not given the respect she deserves. Well, he's got uh, background. He's got background yeah. on it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, I have not looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score. What do we What do we got from the from the people? Z? I'm looking at it right now. The people's score is ninety three percent. Is that critics or, or audience? Audience. What the critics got it at? The critics have it at sixty six. Are we are we getting closer to the critics? Are we getting away from the people? It seems we do so. This? It <laughs> seems, lately, lately, it seems that we have we have become critics. We are oh, no. professionals at this. Oh shit! <laughs> After years and years of, of practice, we have become professional assholes. Okay, people. <laughs> Just don't get into podcasting about reviewing shit because you're just going to start to pick it apart to a point where you don't even enjoy it anymore. And you're just going to be critiquing everything. Stay good. Stay all the, here. All the all the critics are probably like nerd ass gamers like me and just as pissed about Tris. <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah, you're probably, probably right. True. Nothing to do with the jumbled story arc or the fucking absentee Nilfgaard backstory. It's the it's the Tris. The it's the fucking disrespect, bro. It's the Triss diss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that pretty much uh, wraps up the season of of The Witcher. Um, is there anything you guys want to put in there before we sign off? Is there any, any other hot takes, or are you are you fed up with <laughs> talking about your girl? Nah, uh, I mean, I'm y'all y'all know y'all know what hill I'm on, so I'm, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Okay, well now, do you feel like you died on it, or do you feel like you were pretty? We're I feel like we're all I pretty feel close. Like I, I I was honestly anticipating you guys like being like, so like, oh my god, this is so good. It's like the best show ever. I fucking love it, dude. Henry Cavill's got so many fucking abs, bro. My god, it's so hard right now. Like I thought that that was gonna Just be male physique. The com- the conversation that we I was gonna have for an hour. It's a safe guess. And I was ready to go to war, but it seemed that you guys were a lot more. Um, a lot more down to earth. You guys were a lot more critic esque today, as a, as opposed to yeah, just fans. We were a little a so. little more level headed, and that's also there's no beverage breakdown, so we're 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 pretty uh, clear headed right now. But once we get some more of those in here, the, the emotions will start flowing. But all right, well that's that's all we got for t- for this week. Uh, as always, you know, thank you for listening. Please check us out at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram, Twitter. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube. Um, you know, spread the word, tell your friends, and 
shout out to JR with his Statue Sundays, man. Those things have been popping off, so keep those rolling. Uh, peep them out every Sunday. Take a look at his statues. He's got some dope ones. Mysterio was a fucking... Uh, that one's so cool. That was awesome. I, yeah, that's our biggest uh, post. I think it's at like 1,300 plus going, and uh, it's pretty fun. Pretty fun. Yeah, man. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, keep the support rolling. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Peace. Peace.